Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to introduce a new sponsor to the podcast. Hillsdale College has been a longtime sponsor of the broadcast. And for the new year, they've graciously agreed to exclusively sponsor the first hour or segment of the podcast. I believe deeply in the principles and mission of Hillsdale College, which I share with you during the upcoming segment. My thanks and appreciation to Hillsdale College for their long partnership with the show. And now the podcast. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. All right. I don't really know what the hell's going on. Do you? But I will tell you this, I will never, ever support amnesty. Ever. And I will never, ever give in to these hardcore leftists from sanctuary cities and sanctuary states who want to turn this country inside out. Who don't believe in national sovereignty, national security, and who are in this for their own power and their own party. I will never give in to this. I thought the president's proposal was modest. He wants $5.7 billion in exchange. He'll extend DACA for three years and this, that, and the other. Fine. Fine. Now I'm hearing a comprehensive plan would include amnesty. Well, count me out. I'm not going in on amnesty. You know why? I was there in 1986 at the Department of Justice watching as a bill was negotiated with Republicans and Democrats. I had no input, but I'm watching it. And we were told exactly the same thing. Amnesty for 2.3 million people, and you'll get your security, President Reagan. They get amnesty, we don't get security. We saw it again in 2006. I was behind this microphone with you. We saw it again in 2006. Oh, we're going to vote to authorize physical barriers and walls and double fencing. And Nobody doubted that they work. Nobody said it was racist. It was bipartisan. By a big number. They voted it. They're running for re-election. Back then it seemed to matter. And then they only funded a little piece of it. Ever since, we've been trying to get them to fund it. They fund everything. We got trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. We waste more money in this country, $125 billion a year. That's what the GAO says the government wastes. Government workers get paid more than private sector workers. They get their, their salaries after their shutdown's over. The retirement plans, their health care plans. Politicians continue to get paid. Nancy Pelosi's still getting paid. I read the other day, $200,000 charged to the Pentagon so she and her family and other members of Congress could fly to Italy and the Ukraine. She has bodyguards. She has limousine drivers. She's treated like a queen. That's why these people run for office. They're power hungry. Meanwhile... 
You have Americans who are suffering as a result of an open border. Murder, rape, kidnap, pedophilia. Like, do you mean everybody does that? No, I don't mean everybody does that. But I do mean when foreigners come into this country illegally and we don't know who they are, and if somebody is harmed, that's on our government. There's only so much we can do about a citizen. But there's a lot we can do about foreigners coming into this country. You come legally, you're vetted, there's a process. Just like when you go to McDonald's. Everybody can't rush to the front of the line or, or jump over the counter and grab their hamburger. It doesn't work that way. Whether it's McDonald's, whether it's an airport, whether it's anywhere. You get the hell in line and you do what you're told or get out. The only difference now is the Democrats have decided they want to turn red states purple and purple states blue. Who's fooling whom around here? And the media are all for it. Why? Because they're liberals and Democrats. That's why. They like big government. Because that's what they talk about. Government, 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 government. The bigger it gets, the lazier they are, the more ideological they are, the more they can report on. But I don't care what they think and want. Period. And the longer this goes on, the more entrenched I become. I become. The Republicans had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And more than once, and we can't secure the damn border. I got to watch these six clown Republicans vote with the Democrat. This Romney. This Romney, ladies and gentlemen, he's a chameleon. He's the worst of the worst. He lied to us when he ran in the Republican primary twice. Mike Huckabee deserves an apology from all of us. Huckabee was right about Romney. Romney is his old man. His old man threw in with Scranton and Rockefeller to try and block Barry Goldwater. Romney moved left to be governor of Massachusetts. He moves right for the Republican nomination. He wins in Utah, and he moves left again. Useless. Absolutely useless. And then the others, the usuals. I don't know, folks. I don't know. We'll see. At this point, I feel the president may be able to pull that national emergency order trigger and be done with it. Duke it out in the courts. And you know that? You know what? Go for all the money. Not $5.7 billion. Not $7 billion I'm seeing here. Go for all of it. Over the course of the next two years. That's what they do. That's what they do. Rather than deporting illegal aliens, they give them a temporary legal status. Is there any statutory basis for that? No, but we'll call it DACA, and my Obama judges, Obama thinks, they'll uphold it. What's the problem? And I'll be praised as a compassionate man. And I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you what this partial government shutdown has proven to me, underscored for me. Government's too damn big. The government's too damn big. All we hear about is 800,000 people who are suffering. 
The government's involved in everything. Why is the government involved in everything? Now, ladies and gentlemen, how are we ever going to get our debt under control when you hear this squealing over a couple of months? It's not even a couple of months. We have industries that go out of business. They transition into something else. Small businesses. You don't hear this kind of squawking. You don't hear people running to legislate to make sure those people have an income. I'm not even for it, but you don't hear it. You never hear it. We in the private sector. Because we're not in Washington, D.C. And so we don't exist. Farmers don't exist. Ranchers don't exist. The southern border doesn't exist. Nothing exists that they can't feel, touch, and see. Nothing exists that doesn't affect their direct lives. And they lie to us. Look at all these Democrats that got elected in these Republican districts who are going to vote against Nancy Pelosi. Remember? None of them, I think one, voted against Nancy Pelosi. One out of 40. One. And they are holding a line hard. They don't want a border. They go on TV and they pretend otherwise. We favor a border, just not this one, and I wouldn't do it this way, and you got to open the government for... The government's been open for a long time. Where's our border security? Who stopped them from securing the border? The government's open. It spends. Deficit spends. Borrows. Taxes. And I'm going to tell you something. They want 70% of the income of wealthy people, maybe even 90%, people are going to leave this country, not just leave the workforce. Because that means the Constitution is dead. That means any notion of private property rights is dead. That means individual labor, intellectual and physical labor, is of no consequence. That means they've turned this magnificent country and society into just another European crap hole. This is why we fight. This is why we stand up. This is why we insist that the government do what the government's supposed to do and stop bullying us and pushing us around. As I say, I don't know what the hell's going on now. Who supports what, when, how, where? Stick by your principles. Stick by your principles. That's how you know what's right. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. One hundred and seventy-five years. That's how long Hillsdale College has been around. As we start a new year, Hillsdale's entering its hundred and seventy-fifth year, but in all of that time, it still holds the same principles since eighteen forty-four. The college was founded to teach students to seek truth, to recognize what is beautiful, and to hold up what is good. Most colleges have lost their way and are now in the grip of political correctness. They reject the idea of objective truth and peddle moral and cultural relativism. Not Hillsdale College. Hillsdale continues to provide sound learning essential to preserving civil and religious liberty. Hillsdale is my favorite college 
because it has stayed true to that mission and extends it nationwide on behalf of liberty. From its free online courses to its free speech digest and primus, from training leaders at their Kirby Center in Washington, D.C., to helping establish classical K-12 through charter schools nationwide, Hillsdale is educating Americans to restore our freedom. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. This is Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. You ever go to a website called Mediaite? I don't even know why it exists. It basically steals everybody's content. They have these little prebubescent writers who basically put titles on them and then flop them up. The point of my first hour yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, in calling Pelosi a fascist and questioning her mental health was to mock Mediaite and CNN and MSNBC day in and day out for a period of time questioning the president's mental health. Remember that? The 25th Amendment, comparing him to Hitler, a white supremacist, an anti-Semite, Stalin, Mussolini. This Tommy Christopher is such a low IQ buffoon, he doesn't even get it. 18 times in an hour, Levin called Pelosi a fascist. Tell me, Tommy, if that is your name. Tommy, Tommy, how many times on MSNBC has the president been referred to as Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini, a racist, an anti-Semite, or white supremacist? Can you count that high, Tommy? Your boss, what's his name again? Abrams, Rich? Rich, Rich, what is his name? Dan Abrams has invited me on his podcast I won't go on his podcast because he hires nudniks like Tommy Christopher. Now, I know what I say, ladies and gentlemen. I'm speaking to millions and millions of people. We have a podcast. We put it up on our website. That's where you can get it from. And I don't need this kid to try, to try to be so clever to tell you what I already said. That's the problem with sites like this. And morons like this. Oh, you can't call Nancy Pelosi a fascist. Well, but the president of the United States can be called Hitler. Can be called a racist every night almost on CNN. Can be called Mussolini. The Morning Joe show, his supporters are neo-Nazis and racists? Tell me, Tommy, how many times has that happened? You prove the point. You prove the point. And you're too stupid to even know it. 18 times he set a record. I've set no record. Now, I don't have the time or the energy to count how many times our president has been referred to as a mass-murdering, genocidal maniac, Hitler, neo-Nazi, and all the rest of it. But Tommy, 
He's very troubled. So he repackages what I say and he puts his title on it. This is the problem with so-called new journalism. This is the problem with Dan Abrams and his outfits. They want as many hits as they can possibly get. They don't produce anything. I link to them repeatedly just so you can see how stupid they are. And they're not the only ones. They're just a prominent one. Missing the point completely. But that's okay. You don't have to have a high IQ to work at Media Ike. You just have to be able to regurgitate. That's all. And think you're clever, Tommy. But you're not. Now let me go on. The fact of the matter is that Tommy Christopher's favorite politician, Nancy Pelosi, is not going to move. The fact of the matter is, while you're hearing some people say that the Democrats are starting to bend, they're not. Republicans are starting to bend because that's what they do. Six of them in the Senate. Curry Gardner, Murkowski, the great Susan Collins, Lamar Alexander, Romney. Is that five or six? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Now, I've been telling you behind this microphone for some weeks now that the National Emergencies Act is constitutional. I'm not in love with it. I think it's way too broad. And I read those parts to you that I really don't like. Martial law can control certain industries. It can control production. That's pretty severe stuff. But that's not what we're talking about here. The President of the United States, fundamentally and constitutionally, as Commander-in-Chief, among other things, the head of the executive branch, not only has the authority, he has the obligation to protect this country. He's the one person who does. Not the Speaker of the House. Not the President pro tem of the Senate. That damn border needs to be secured. We have been lied to enough by the Democrat Party. Lied to enough. And this is a statute. It's not like DACA, where the President of the United States, in that case Obama legislated on his own. A fiat, Tommy Christopher. A fiat, you little puke. It's not what the President of the United States wants to do. He wants to take a law that's been used multiple times by prior presidents, passed in 1976. He wants to apply it to border security. Then we have the yammering Yorkies and Chihuahuas who claim to be constitutional. We can't do that. We can't do that. It's been done for years. All of a sudden, we can't do that. He can do that. He can do that. I can't tell you in advance what a court will say, a appellate court or the Supreme Court, but the president needs to exercise his legitimate statutory and constitutional authority and let the chips fall where they may. I'll be right back. Have you ever thought about the word education? It means to lead forth. Now, let me tell you about a place that leads forth. Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students are challenged to discover the right way forth by reading the greatest books by the greatest minds in history. And they learn the meaning of the three ultimate and related things, the good, the true, and the beautiful. Now, unfortunately, many of our nation's other colleges have lost their way. 
Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. But as we begin a new year, we can be thankful that none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. As Hillsdale enters its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. This is Hillsdale College. Please visit Hillsdale. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. Love him or hate him or really, really hate him. The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811. So ladies and gentlemen, why is it that Dan Abrams and his little media empire, why is it that Dan Abrams and Mediaite Do not count the number of times the President of the United States has been referred to as Hitler on cable TV. Why is it that Dan Abrams, a mediaite, do not count the number of times the President has been called a racist on cable TV? Why is it that Dan Abrams, a mediaite, do not count the number of times that the President of the United States has been referred to as Stalin or Mussolini or a Nazi or a neo-Nazi? or a white supremacist, or a racist on cable TV. I'll tell you why. Because it's a left-wing crap website, that's why. They have a few young conservatives over there. That's it. That's just for show. And then they have a, a website full of Tommy Christophers. Dumb as doorknobs. Regurgitate what you expect them to regurgitate. And basically steal stuff off the internet. Like my show. Hey, 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 Frank. What, Tommy? Look at this. I, I counted the number of times. And he doesn't even get it. That's the thing. He's an idiot. And I was waiting for somebody to get hooked. And it's Tommy Christopher. I mean, I'm hoping it's somebody like Chris Cuomo or Don Lemon or, uh, or Jake. Nah, it's... Tommy Christopher, who I'm sure is going to have a long and great career in journalism. Yes, bringing editors and producers their coffee. Dan Abrams, you don't know how to hire people. Now, we're going to keep an eye on Mediaite and see how even-handed they are. We will sit and we will wait, probably forever to see if they have uh, any of their mathematicians who will count the number of times the President of the United States has been referred to as a killer of six million Jews, as a killer of 40 million people. We're going to wait to see if Mediaite, Mediaite, 
We're going to wait to see how they count and how they present their information. You know, there's a, a discussion over there at CNN, believe it or not. This guy, Brian Stelter, who's a real load. Maybe uh, people should stop looking at the Internet. And he's talking about, you know, where these rumors start and these mob actions start and these boycotts start, all this stuff. stuff. Maybe journalists shouldn't really go over there. I'm not saying everybody should, uh, should withdraw, but, you know, uh, not the editors and so forth. But maybe, but, but, but maybe the journalists should stop. And when you look like a, at a site like media, you understand it. But they shouldn't stop looking at the Internet. They should start using their heads. If you claim to be a journalist or a news site, then act like it. Act like it. If you're a journalist and you work for a news organization, then stop acting like somebody who gives their opinion. Then stop conflating your opinion with news. You know what you're doing, Brian Stelter. You know what you're doing, Jake Tapper. You know what you're doing, Chris Cuomo. You know what you're doing, Don Lemon. You know what you're doing, Dan Abrams. You know what you're doing. Just stop doing it. Try to have some intellectual honesty rather than intellectual corruption. Try to have some integrity. But the news is too boring, you see. The fact that China's on the move The fact that Russia's on the move, the fact that we have a big story in the Free Beacon that I'll get to later, that Iran's going to have a massive military exercise aimed at Israel, that's not worth a report. The fact that the Pentagon put out a report that the Chinese military units are training with assault satellites to knock out our GPS systems to knock out our ability to see what's going on in the world or to respond to an attack, that doesn't get any attention. No attention. What's the media about? Hey, Tommy, Tommy, hey, I counted 18 times. And Tommy never got it. What's the media about? Here's a headline. From the Hill. CNN's Acosta to write book about Trump's media battles. This guy Acosta has used his position as a journalist to build himself up, to create a political following, an ideological following, at the expense of the American people in journalism. As one other journalist said, it may have been... uh, Chris Wallace or Brett Hume. He's a showboater. The media came to his defense when the president threw him out. Now he's writing a book. A journalist. He's not an opinion guy. He's not a talk writer. He's a journalist. Writing a book about the individual who he's covering as a journalist. Not after that individual the president leaves office. But while he's in office, do you want to know why he's doing this? Because he can maximize the amount of money he'll get from HarperCollins. HarperCollins, 
Is this not unethical? If you want to go to the opinion side of CNN, which I really don't even think they have an opinion side. I just think it's all commingled. But even if they pretend, then do it. But you can't be the chief White House correspondent and write a book like this. And you want to know what the title is? Let's see. The Enemy of the People, A Dangerous Time to Tell the Truth in America. How can you be a reporter where your beat is the President of the United States when you hate the President of the United States? That's the problem. Right there. Acosta. Times hundreds. Maggie Haberman, New York Times. Same thing. The same thing. These so-called anchors on MSNBC, on CNN, same thing. Jim Acosta is in it for the money. Now, I've got no problem with that if he wants to be an opinion maker, a commentator. I have a big problem with it when he's supposed to be a newsman. And he is used... His perch, as it turns out, to enrich himself. Because I am shocked. That means he's been taking notes. He's been putting information down. He's been contemplating this for a long time. He had to send a a proposal to HarperCollins. Freedom of the press. Freedom of the press. And he's the man who stands for freedom of the press. Really? He's an example and should be an example in every journalism class in America. It'll never happen. But he should be an example in every journalism class in America. They should hang his photo and say, See this guy? Don't be him. Don't turn into him. Millions of people. Well, not millions, because they don't have millions of viewers. Thousands of people don't respect this man. And he is dragged down. The respect the American people had for media. But they're not going to do that. You know why? They agree with them. They'd like to do the same thing if they could. They're jealous of them. If they could. So here's Stelter at CNN. Sometimes the insanity on Twitter makes my brain hurt. That's what he writes. First sentence. Sometimes the hatred makes my heart ache. But I almost never think about leaving until now. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The only reason you leave these places, you're not required to post anything. You're not required to read every nitwit who posts something. You're not required to go through the comments. I almost never do on these other sites. But if you want to know what other people are thinking, people you really respect, whatever their politics, organizations you respect, whatever their politics, why would you leave Twitter or Facebook or the Internet at all? Because you don't trust your own ability to think and to reason? If you're a serious journalist, you put the brakes on before you go with something that happens to just pop up on the Internet. That's the way you fix it. You act like a journalist. You try to have objective vetting. You try and think things through. You don't, wow, they have MAGA hats. Let's get them. Let's get them. 
You may have your own prejudices, political, ideological, but over and over we're told that you can put those aside. Apparently you can't. Apparently you can't. That's the evidence. And Brian Stelter has basically confessed. Look, there's so much on the internet, my, my brain is hurting. And my heart aches and, and, and all the negative and the nasty stuff. I guess he doesn't watch Don Lemon. I guess he doesn't watch MSNBC about all the hate. But we're going to wait for Tommy Christopher to add up all the times on those two cable networks. The President of the United States has been referred to as a mass murderer of Jews. As a Klansman, as a racist, and his audience, you, supporters, referred to as racists. And keep something in mind, ladies and gentlemen, these guests that these media platforms have, they have bookers who invite these guests on the program. It's not an accident. And the crazier ass they are, the more outrageous their statements the more they want them as guests. A couple of years back, maybe 18 months back, Mr. Producer, I don't remember when it was, I was invited on Meet the Press several times, wasn't I? A couple of times. They said, we'll talk about your book, we'll do whatever you want, we want you on Meet the Press. I said, no. They were very persistent. They wanted me to trash Republicans. I trash Republicans all the time, but I'm not going to do a dance for them. I'm not going to do a dance for them. We've been invited on other network programs. I can't remember them all, but it's constant. As long as I'm attacking Republicans. They don't want to hear what I have to say. They just want me to attack Republicans. I'm invited, honestly, on Fox all the time. And I love going on Fox. I just don't have the time to do it all the time. Not because they want me to attack anybody. But actually, Sean, in the morning shows, and the weekend shows, they're very earnest. They want to hear what I have to say about a particular subject. The good, the bad, and the ugly. They never ask me what I think. They never ask me what I'm going to say in advance. Never. Never. And they know that I'm going to call them as I see them from a conservative perspective. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what is beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. As Hillsdale enters its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, 
the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu to learn more. That's hillsdale.edu. Hillsdale.edu. All right. I brought it up, so let's take a look at it. From the Hill newspaper. CNN chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta is writing a book about the Trump administration and its contentious relationship with the media. Now, how can you write this book while you're covering the White House? All along, this guy has been scheming for a book deal. And he's scheming for his own TV show. I'm telling you, that's next. I'll bet he has an agent. I don't have an agent. I have a lawyer who goes over my contracts. I don't have an agent. The Harper imprint of Harper Collins Publishers made the announcement Thursday today saying the book will be titled The Enemy of the People, A Dangerous Time to Tell the Truth in America. Why? Here's a guy who's going to make a fortune off a book where he self-servingly and narcissistically believes that he's holding up the First Amendment and freedom of the press. It's a dangerous time to tell the truth. Why? Is he in danger or something? Acosta, this is what they write. The most visible member of the media, Brandon, an enemy of the people by President Trump, exposes the tumultuous and dangerous realities of the current White House and its war on truth and the First Amendment, Harper said in its announcement. This guy just monetized his conduct at the White House press briefings. Going inside the briefing room and onto Air Force One with the White House press corps, Acosta reveals the conversations, battles, and near constant conflict that define life for a media working to hold the Trump administration accountable for its actions and its words. How can you be on this beat day to day? Trump in the White House. Monetize, monetize your coverage, and then go back on the beat like nothing's happened. How is this not a conflict of interest? I'm quite serious. When the administration's over, that's one thing. But here you are in the middle of it? Acosta made headlines in November following a White House press conference in which he refused to relinquish a microphone opposing questions to Trump, prompting the White House to pull his press credentials. Does it now seem, ladies and gentlemen, that this guy was filled with stunts and 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 provoc... Dump, dump. And trying to be, you know, a, a drama, a provoke, trying to provoke. And now he is using it for a book. The president and his team, not to mention some of his supporters, have attempted to silence the press in ways we've never seen before, Acosta said in Thursday's announcement. It's just about everybody you've seen. I have witnessed this firsthand. As difficult as the challenge may be for the free press in America, we must continue to do our jobs and report the news. The truth is worth the fight. So here you have a reporter who will now be the news. This is a perfect example of what the problem is. I'll be right back.
Broadcasting them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I'm like a bulldog. I don't let go. Even more, a Doberman, Mr. Producer. Do you know where Mediaite got this story from? Here I am on the radio, right? I'm heard in millions and millions of cars, homes, whatever it is. From Media Matters. They're the ones who put it out there and got made sure their media friends got it. So Tommy Christopher is on the Media Matters email list, I guess. I guess. Then he goes back and counts it. And Media Matters says, Mark Levin didn't always support uh, State of the Union addresses. You know, in 2014, he said the Republicans shouldn't show up at the Obama State of the Union. Yes, I did. I didn't say Obama shouldn't be invited. I didn't say the... The Speaker of the House should not allow the president to speak. These people are so pathetic. They're so left wing. They're such demagogues and propagandists. But I'm giving you an example. Here's a piece by John Nolte. Recently, November 16, 2018. And he says, media cover up. Guy who yelled Heil Hitler during Fiddler on the Roof performance hates Trump. Now, this became a big media issue. It's very important. The establishment media do not want you to know it was a Trump hater who stood up during a Baltimore performance of Fiddler on the Roof to yell, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump. Washington Post, quote, a man shouted Heil Hitler and Heil Trump during Fiddler on the Roof, and people fled. CNN, man yells Heil Hitler, Heil Trump during a performance of Fiddler on the Roof. New York Post, man has pro-Nazi, pro-Trump outburst at Fiddler on the Roof. New York Times, Baltimore Fiddler disrupted by Heil Hitler, Heil Trump. And by the way, look at the national news here. Baltimore Sun, drunk man shouts Heil Hitler, Heil Trump, does Nazi salute during Baltimore performance of Fiddler on the Roof. This is news. Let's go on. NBC News, a man yelled, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump at Fiddler on the Roof show in Baltimore, sparking fear in the audience. ABC News, man shouted, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump, during intermission at Fiddler on the Roof performance. USA Today, man shouts, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump, as Fiddler on the Roof performance in Baltimore. Mediaite, of course. Trump supporter. Trump supporter interrupts Fiddler on the Roof performance shouting, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump. CBS witness, man shouts, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump during performance of Fiddler on the Roof. That's just a taste, Nolte writes at Breitbart. But as you can see, two outlets, the New York Post and the far left mediaite, chose to assume the man was a Trump supporter when police say the opposite is true. This is why they cherry pick, among other places, Media Matters which is a radical left-wing funded organization that poses under a charitable nomenclature, tax-exempt, but no investigative reporters want to investigate how that organization could be tax-exempt. Do media matters take down the words of people who call the president Hitler? No. 
All the other names they call them? No. Does media count the number of times the president's been called Hitler on real cable channels? No. Some of the outlets above do not even bother to report the truth, he writes, about the man being a Trump hater. In fact, he says, Mediaite and CBS said he was a Trump supporter. It could be that the information was not available to them at the time, but a good faith search found no updated stories with this. The man yelled, Heil Hitler, he's quoting, Heil Trump during a theater performance of Fiddler on the Roof this week reportedly said he made the statements because the production reminded him of his hatred of President Trump. Anthony M. Del Lunas, the second, 58, told Baltimore police he yelled the slogans because the final scene before intermission reminded him of how much he despises the president. The excerpt above is from The Hill newspaper. The only outlet he says I could find with a factual headline. Man said he yelled Heil Hitler, Heil Trump during Fiddler on the Roof because of hatred for Trump. Was the Hill newspaper headline. The far left CNN and New York Times actually do report the truth about the man's anti-Trump activism, but bury that truth beneath four and eight paragraphs respectively, much as the New York Times buried the Holocaust, by the way. Another report, Mediaite, doesn't make, even though I've talked about that endlessly. So the Mediaite headline was, Trump supporter interrupts Fiddler on the Roof performance shouting, Heil Hitler, Heil Trump, when it was a Trump hater, not a support. I've only barely begun to look at this left-wing site that Dan Abrams has created. But we'll look some more. Now they're on our radar. And now we know they regurgitate mostly what they get from Media Matters and other sites. They really don't do any independent reporting as best as I can tell. And I assume Brian Stelter, being a dolt and a fool like he is, is talking about places like that. You know, we really shouldn't run with this stuff. Then don't run with it. Use your head. So I want to encourage the president tonight, urge the president tonight to go ahead and trigger the National Emergencies Act. You're going to have to do it anyway. And you'll hear the geniuses on radio and TV say, well, the courts will overturn it, so the president will get anything anyway. Okay, well, so be it. But he's the president, and he has to do what presidents are able to do. He can't predict what courts are going to do, and he doesn't get a vote on the Supreme Court. I don't understand why we're so timid and passive. Well, the court is likely to do X. Is that how the left works? No, it's not how the left works. It's obvious Pelosi and the Democrats have absolutely no interest in working with him, even when he proposes a bill that is very mild. And the White House, it says here in the uh, CNN piece, is preparing to draft national emergency order and identified $7 billion for the wall. I'd go bigger than that. I'd go big. If you're going to be attacked, if you're going to duke it out in the courts, go big. Go big. Because the Democrats are not interested in compromise. They're interested in victory. That's what they're interested in. Now, you see what's going on in Venezuela, right? 80,000% inflation. People are eating their pets People are trying to escape Venezuela 
Imagine trying to escape Venezuela to go to Cuba. Trying to escape Venezuela to go to Cuba? Russia now is threatening us. You better not get involved in Venezuela. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. It's in our hemisphere. Vladimir, shove it. Better not get involved in Venezuela, he warns the United States. Really? What happened to all those code pink Republicans? You know, what's the problem with Vlad? Really no problem. He's in Syria. He's aligned now with Syria, which he was, Turkey, Iran, our enemies. And he just warned Israel through his foreign minister or whatever it was. You better stop your flights into Syria attacking these Iranian bases and Syrian bases and so forth. So now he's made two threats today. One to us involving Venezuela, one to the Israelis involving Iran. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is so important that everybody wants to know what she thinks about the Venezuela situation. Democratic New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez conceded that the humanitarian crisis in Venezuela is concerning, quote-unquote, but stopped short of supporting President Donald Trump's decision to recognize Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro's opposition. She's not previously commented publicly on human rights offenses by the socialist regime in Venezuela. No, but she has commented on Israel. And the BDS movement, because we all know Israel, you see, is an apartheid nation. Venezuela is a paradise to be. We just got to work through the little, you know, ups and downs, little turns in the road, like mass starvation, like summary executions and torture, like arresting the opposition. We just got to work our way through that. And we get through that, and then the other side will be paradise. Marx tells us these things. Ocasio-Cortez declined to pick sides when asked to comment on the situation, instead calling both Venezuela's human rights situation and Trump's decision to recognize the opposition concerning. Concerning. Our office is monitoring it closely. I think that, you know, the humanitarian crisis is extremely concerning. But, you know, when we use non-democratic means to determine leadership, that's also concerning as well, Ocasio-Cortez told the Daily Caller today. So we're figuring out our response and making sure that we center the people of Venezuela first and foremost. You have to study it? What do you have to study? While Ocasio-Cortez suggested Trump's decision to recognize uh, Guado as uh, Venezuela's true leader, is non-democratic. Maduro notably rose to power while jailing and torturing his political opponents. And by the way, he didn't win the election. Everybody knows that. Ocasio-Cortez's middle-of-the-road position has sparked ire from the National Democratic Socialists of America, who've called on her to stand against American imperialism and the coup in Venezuela. Hands off Venezuela, the North Jersey DSA chapter wrote, which was retweeted by the National Chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. Wow. What about morality? What about compassion? What about humanity? 
This socialism and Marxism stuff, folks, is very, very vile. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, ladies and gentlemen, while I'm on the subject of Ocasio-Cortez, let's take a look at a brilliant proposal now by Elizabeth Warren. This is from CNBC. Senator Elizabeth Warren is planning to propose a wealth tax. Now, let's just slow down. So they want to have a carbon tax, that is an air tax. Make no mistake about it. A tax on the, excuse me, on the atmosphere. They want to have a carbon tax. They want to have a income tax, maximum rate of 70% marginal tax rate, or even up to 90%. And now they want to have a wealth tax. What are we dealing with here? Trotskyites, Maoists, Leninists? What are we dealing with here? Does this sound like Americanism to you? Does this sound like what the founders were all about? Well, I wonder what Tommy Christopher, he probably thinks this is just great. Senator Elizabeth Warren is planning to propose a wealth tax on some of the richest Americans, an economist who advises her told CNBC Today. Now, you see, because most people are not as wealthy as the amount of money she's going to mention, they'll say, yeah, fine, good, until it affects them. Until it affects them. Until they lose their job. But you see, this is very amorphous. It's an abstraction. So if somebody puts something like this in place, you don't know if you are going to be affected directly. You don't know if a family member is going to be affected directly. And if they are, the media is long gone. It's not like they're going to do a story on, you know what? 800,000 people in the private sector have lost their jobs over the last year. As a result, they won't give a crap. They're in food lines. They're selling their own plasma. They won't give a crap. They could care less. The new tax from Warren would only apply to Americans with more than $50 million in assets. Not income. Assets. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say you're a developer. And you own several apartment buildings. And they're worth assets. Assets. Doesn't mean you have liquid assets. The assets are worth $100 million. She wants to have a wealth tax. Well, now, wait a minute. I, uh, I don't have the liquid assets to upkeep these apartments and maybe these other businesses I'm in, plus pay the marginal tax rate is 70%, plus on top of that, pay the wealth tax. Well, then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to go broke. That's what you're going to do. Well, somebody else will buy it. No, they won't, because you have a wealth tax. And it'll be harder and harder to accumulate wealth. We helped her with the numbers, economist Emmanuel Sayez told CNBC, We said he believed the proposal would be officially announced tomorrow. 
He said his understanding was that Warren, the Warren team had already spoken with the Washington Post at the time he told them the details of the report. So this is in the Post and CNBC. The announcement will be made tomorrow, I think. And I was confused because when I talked to the person, I thought that Warren's team had already talked to the press. He said, I shouldn't be talking, you know. Well, you are, big mouth. The wealth tax is projected to apply to less than 0.1% of U.S. households. See, this is how this works. And would raise $2.75 trillion over 10 years. A wealth tax. Not only will they take revenue out of the economy, now they're going to take somebody's property flat out out of the economy because that's what we're talking about. It's 50 million today, it's Venezuela tomorrow. I'm telling you the truth. Because their ideas are endless, their spending is endless, their hate for wealth creation and profits in the private sector is obvious because they can't get strong, they can't control the private sector unless they take over pieces of it. Warren's idea comes alongside other Democratic lawmakers' plans to raise taxes on the wealthiest Americans to pay for ambitious policy goals, such as a Green New Deal that aims to reduce economic inequality and combat the causes of climate change. So we have a Green New Deal. We have proposals that everybody should have a minimum wage, that is minimum income, paid for by the taxpayers. Another proposal that if somebody can't find a job, the federal government should hire them. Another proposal that everybody should have access to single-payer, government-run health care. Another proposal, some from the same people, by the way, free college for anybody who wants it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a turning point in our country. It absolutely is. A turning point in our country. Do you want to be a free people or not? Why do we care if somebody has $50 million? We're going to take some of that away from them? You think they're just going to be able to maintain whatever it is that they're doing? I'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. 
a champion of freedom. You know, you're one of the greatest champions of freedom in this country, if not in the English-speaking world, Mark. Call Mark at 877-381-3811. Good man, the vice president. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking with you about the cost of prescription drugs. And I want to share some more facts with you. Facts. This is important. Democrats in Congress are targeting drug prices and government-run health care as top legislative priorities for 2019. And as usual, some Republicans are willing to help them. But sadly, Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar has already unveiled plans to help the Democrats socialize prescription drugs by importing foreign price controls and restricting Medicare beneficiaries from accessing certain drugs prescribed by their own doctors. He is, if you will, the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the administration. But listen carefully to this, folks. According to the White House's Council of Economic Advisors, the prices for prescription drugs, accounting even for inflation, actually fell almost 3% over the last 12 months. You're not going to hear that. You have to wonder why Secretary Alex Azar is helping the Democrats and Bernie Sanders and Ocasio Azar socialize medicine when his own administration reports that the market is working. Drug prices are actually going down. Now, Bernie Sanders, Chuck Schumer, and Nancy Pelosi may love this plan, but everywhere it's tried, socialized medicine gets the same results as socialized anything. Scarcity. Fewer choices. And worst of all, folks, fewer new prescription drugs. Fewer life-saving breakthroughs. Through fewer life-extending breakthroughs. That's what you get. The real cost is lives and the quality of life. So please get the facts. This is going to be a hell of a propaganda campaign over there. But you need to be armed with information. Go to TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. What the hell is wrong with this damn computer anyway? Every time, it just blinks out. All right, let's see who we have here. Do we have anyone I can pull? Do we have a good caller or a bad caller? One or the other. Who was it? Moses, Long Island, the great WABC. I think I spoke to Moses the other day. How do you get in, Moses? Well, you're Moses. That's how you get in. Go right ahead. <laughs> Mark, that was actually another Moses. I was listening at the same Oh, another time. Moses. Yes, yes. Wow. Uh, it is an honor to speak to you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank um, you, sir. I wanted, I wanted to call today to uh, touch on a topic that's getting really hot right now. As you see um, in the polls, uh, Hispanic support for the president is growing. And um, I think it's the perfect time to touch on a touchy, uh, on a touchy uh, subject. The fact that... Um, when it comes to uh, illegal immigration, yeah. we all see the, the, the tragedies that occur and, and how, how nasty things could get with these guys. And uh, I just think that uh, the president should really push the fact that these guys, they, this is really, out of all the communities, I think the community that gets affected the most is the Hispanic community itself. And I know mm-hmm. this from personal experience because uh, my parents came here as uh, legal immigrants from Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're citizens now, mm-hmm. but uh, I have plenty of family members that uh, have been extorted in the past by MS-13, other gang really? members. 
Um, I've had... Uh, how how come the media never seek out your family, families like yours, to actually really dig into Latino communities and see what's taking place with MS-13 and other gangs? They won't do it, Moses. No, they won't. Go Absolutely ahead and tell not. America. Well, this is what I got to say to not only America, especially the Hispanic community. You don't have to be scared. You can speak your voice. We're growing by the number. We're waking up to what's going on in this country. And there's a reason why, man. Reality is reality, and the news can't hide that. Okay? So they Tell me, were all those Mexican cities in Tijuana, I believe they were Latinos, right? Absolutely. That's and, and were they not right? disgusted with what was going on? Yes, yes, because it's just not right. And you know what, man? It, it really puts a black eye on the Hispanic community overall. Cause, cause we feel like it makes us look like you know we're here to start, like we're not here to do all this nasty stuff. I know most of the Spanish people I know are here to bust their butt and make a mm-hmm. better living for their kids. And I got to tell you something, Mark. I used to never care about politics until I just had my first two children. Mm-hmm. That's when I started giving a uh, you know what about what's going on, man. Oh yeah. And, what and What do you do? I've are you always, Are you I've a billionaire? Always, <laughs> I just want to no. know because, you know, uh, all of us, are, you're not a racist. You're obviously not a white supremacist. I just want to know if you're, you you got to fit one of the categories that we're supposed to hate. So I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm, a, I'm a hardworking individual. I'll just put mm-hmm. it that way. I bust yeah. my butt to be able to put something on the table. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, what I'll tell I, you I, what, you're terrific. I really I, w- I want you to call again, Moses. OK. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Mark. Keep up the hard work, buddy. You take care of yourself. You see, there are people from all walks of life, all pigmentation, all ethnicities, all backgrounds, all religions, who want the same thing, liberty, and they're willing to work for it. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about the government has to do this. The government has to do. The government employs this. The government that's always government, government, government. The vast majority of us don't work for the government. The vast majority of us are like Moses. Our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, same story. But he came here and got on the government welfare programs and had to have a political party. Talk about redistributing wealth. You didn't come here and have the right to vote if you weren't a citizen. It wasn't even expected. You were fleeing some hellhole. That's right, a hellhole. Why the hell do people drag their children hundreds and hundreds of miles if they're not leaving a hellhole? They say they're leaving a hellhole. Crime-ridden. Rape. Poverty. Oh, you must be a racist. No, it's a hellhole. People who flee these places tell you that. And by the way, if you seek asylum and refugee status, that's what you're basically saying. They're going to kill me. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. I got to get out of there. But Dick Durbin knows, but hey, that's not a hellhole. What are you doing? What are you saying? And then... People trying to come into this country. But you wouldn't know on CNN and MSNBC and Mediaite what a magnificent nation we are. People fleeing into this country south of the border, the vast majority of whom are Latinos, fleeing their countries for this country, fleeing majority 
Latino countries for a country that is not majority Latino. And meanwhile, on TV, one clown professor after another, one phony civil rights activist after another, going on and on and on about how America is racist. You got Joe Biden saying it's systemically racist. Who the hell wants to escape to a systemically racist country from a good country? So you have to agree with, embrace, and spew the lies. Or you'll wind up on Mediaite. And I'm sure Mediaite will cover all these communities where Latinos, hardworking American citizens who pay taxes, who put food on the table, who raise their families, who go to church, and who are abused by MS-13 and other hoodlums. I'm sure Mediaite's going to send Tommy Christopher out to report on it. Right, Tommy? He wouldn't even know where to go. Maybe Dan Abrams will go while he's doing his cop show. Maybe Dan Abrams will go during his cop show. I don't think so. It's a little too scary out there, Dan, huh? Joe, Waterbury, Connecticut, the great WABC. Go. Good evening from the uh, great uh, state, uh, Democratic Republic of Connecticut here. Well, with all due um, respect, uh, there are great people in Connecticut, but your state sucks. Go ahead. uh, I I feel the same way, and and I apologize in advance for our two senators and whoever else we send down to Boston. They're not Meg State. Oh, yeah, they're not make state of uh, steady habits. Unfortunately, they're all bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, as far as, uh, you know, that, that kind of insane tax rate spewed by uh, Warren and, and occasional Cortex. Uh, that, that's apparently her nickname because you're like the third or fourth caller who has said that. Anyway, go ahead. So, you know, part of me, the cynical part of me says, you know, fire away with it because, you know what, a lot of these rich people, a lot of the rich elites in Washington, a lot of the rich Hollywood and New York elites – they're the ones that vote for this kind of crap. So let them pay for it. Yeah, but that's not what's going to happen, is it? No, I know, because what's going to happen is a lot of these rich people are going to find the loopholes. They're going to hide their money. No, I don't think that's what's going to happen. A lot of these rich people are not leftists. They're not all from Hollywood. They're quiet people who work hard, who've created businesses, who may work 20 hours a day, who've invested their money. And if they didn't, uh, do things that people wanted, they wouldn't be rich. And so they own stuff. They own grocery stores. They own uh, car dealerships. They own apartment buildings. They own restaurants. They, they own all these things that we use. And if they're required to liquidate some of it in order to pay the government, the people who work in these various places are going to lose their jobs and their health care and their pensions. And more than that, it's going to go to a bloated government that will not only continue to empower itself through the economy, but more and more police statism, because that's what it becomes. And if you think they're going to just stick at 50 million, then there may be 40 million, maybe, wait a minute, you make more than your neighbor. Wait a minute, you should only have two, one car. Wait a minute, your home should only be 2,000 square feet. You let the camel's nose get under this tent. There's no end to it. Exactly, because before you know it, I'll be you know, considered, quote-unquote, rich. You know, and, and that, that's the way it usually goes because, you know, I, I see it in my own state of Connecticut that, you know, we've raised the taxes so much, you know, on rich people that a lot of these rich people are fleeing to, you know, believe it or not, lower tax states like Massachusetts, who we used to make fun of, you mm-hmm. know, or other places. And then 
they're left with just us poor schleps who really can't move, you know. And and this stuck. this is the problem. And uh, but keep in mind, it's the same leftists that want to shut down the coal mines, the same leftists that want to sh- leftists who want to shut down the oil industry and the gas industry. Put hardworking Americans out of work. These are the same leftists. They talk about millionaires and billionaires, but look, they cannot control a country unless they control the people. And there just aren't enough people with fifty million dollars and more. It's just all of us. Escape all the all the money that the rich people have, and you still wouldn't be able to pay for all their programs. You're ex- hey, you're exactly right. If you take every penny. Every rich person has, however you want to define it, you couldn't have enough money to pay down the unfunded liabilities in this country. You just couldn't. And it's even what's even more laughable, Mark, is that the, the people who are decried, the rich people, are, are millionaires themselves. You well, know, that's so let true. Them put their money, put, let them put the money where their mouth is. But look is. how we talk. The rich, the poor, the rich, the poor. We don't talk about Americans anymore. I remember when I was a kid, my parents used to say, look at that guy. Look how successful he is. This is America. You get an education. You work hard enough. You can be like that guy. Instead, what we're being told today, look at that guy. Look at that pig with all that material wealth. He shouldn't have that. Let's vote for people who will take it from him. Which is, which is sad because, you know, that's the last thing I think of when I see a rich person. You know, I see a rich person, I'm like, you know what? Either, A, they worked hard for it, or heck, even if they just inherited it. I don't care. I look at a rich person if I know they're a rich person, and I don't give a damn. I just don't care. All right, Joe. Good call. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll be right back. Lovin. Well, here we are, folks, just getting started with a new year. But Levin TV will be entering its fourth year come March. And those of you who originally signed up in March four years ago, I hope you'll renew and continue. We've built on Levin TV. Levin TV started this, and then we grew from Levin TV into a network. First, we grew into Conservative Review TV, CRTV. And then we merged and acquired the Blaze TV. Uh, Glenn Beck is a good man. So is Eric Bowling. So is Steve Crowder. And there are many others. Over 30 now. Wonderful hosts on Blaze TV. Now, this combination was necessary in order to expand our technological edge, to increase our platform reach. And to make it to make much more available to you on cutting edge technology and make it easier for you to access our content. And that's the key content. We have content nobody else has. Some of the best thinking conservatives, entertaining conservatives, substantive conservatives in the country. Young, middle aged, nobody's really old. And uh, all different kinds of formats. But we have one thing in common we love this country. We are patriots, and we know there's millions and millions of you who share our views. You may not share every nuance, but fundamentally, we share the same principles and values. That, and much more, is what you get when you join us, and I hope you will. I, myself, I do a program three times a week. I'm at the studio. The program tends to be 
45 minutes, 50 minutes, 40 minutes. It's funny. I'm constantly told we need to make this shorter by the bigs, by the executives. I refuse. I do what I do. And it's interesting. They never interfere with the content. And when you do 45 minutes on Levin TV, that's more than an hour on commercial TV. It comes to more than an hour on commercial TV. So in other words, you get your money's worth. And we haven't raised prices in three years going on four years, despite the fact we're adding so many new technological uh, uh, equipment and programming and, and doing everything we can to make us as appealing to you as possible. I hope you'll try us. Those of you who have subscriptions, I hope you'll renew. It's very easy to do. Call 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-L-E-V-I-N-T-V, or go to levintv.com. That's L-E-V-I-N-T-V.com. We are the new revolution in media. Now, there's some sites like Mediaite that just basically regurgitate what other people do and then put their left-wing radical spin on it. We don't do that. We do original programming, content, substance. So I hope you'll check us out. 844-LEVIN-TV or levintv.com. Well, Mark, I'm not sure I know how to do this. I'm not sure I know how to sign up. We will walk you through it. We have the nicest people in customer service. And you can tell us what kind of devices you have, and we'll tell you how to, how to download it. We'll walk you through it. What do you think, we're Best Buy or something? No, we don't just leave you there after we sell you a computer. We're not selling you any of that stuff. We want you to have access to the best digital broadcasting there is out there. And by the way, it's very expensive. So we have to offset some of our expenses, and that's what the subscriptions are for. So you're in charge. You decide if you want to participate. You're in charge. You decide what you want to watch. You decide when you want to watch it. You decide whether you want to watch it on your smart TV or your laptop or your PC or your iPad, on your Android, on your iPhone. You want to watch it through Apple and on and on and on. We're there to service you, our fellow patriots, our fellow conservatives. Got a powerful third hour. Don't leave us. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Jeez, I'm having a hell of a time here. Not your problem, trust me. Iran to launch massive war drills. Free beacon. I didn't find this on Mediaite. I didn't find this at CNN, at MSLSD, ABC, NBC, CBS. Not in the New York Slimes, not in the Washington Compost. Free beacon. Adam Credo. Good man. Iranian military leaders announced today that the Islamic Republic would be launching a massive quote-unquote set of war drills later this week that will include the regime's army's ground force and some 12,000 combat and mobile forces, according to Iran's state-controlled media. Quote, this massive Ektadar 97 war games of the army's ground force will be staged for two days in an extensive area of Isfahan region on Friday, Iranian General Yabadabadu, commander of its ground force, said on Thursday. Now, the military leader disclosed that different homemade weapons will be tested in the drills and various types of military equipment, including helicopters, drones, fighter jets, will be used in the war games. The military display is meant to send a message of reassurance to regional allies and one of warning to enemies of the Islamic Republic, they said. The message of war games for the friends of Iran is that They can consider the country's military capabilities as part of the power of Islam's army. Meantime, adding that the Iranian army is always ready to give a crushing and quick response to any aggression by enemies. Well, when have they ever done that? When the war took place between Iran and Iraq, it went on forever. There's no crushing blow. No crushing blow in Syria. Iran conducted similar military drills earlier this month. Those war drills included heavy bombers and large refueling planes such as those made by Boeing. Other types of large transportation planes and drones carried precision striking missiles and long-range smart bombs, according to Iranian military leaders. Now, if you're the Israelis or the Saudis or the Egyptians or the Jordanians or whomever, you're watching these military exercises your intelligence agencies are, to determine what the Iranians have. I mean, they're so stupid. The government is so stupid. Oh, they have those? They have those. Okay, we can handle that. We can build something for that. Meanwhile, Iraqi militia leaders operating in contested areas of Iraq disclosed this week Iran and its terror proxy Hezbollah are responsible for for teaching these jihadists how to build improvised explosive devices, or IEDs, They were used to kill and maim U.S. forces in the country since around 2004. Sheikh Akram al-Yabadabadu, the militia leader, disclosed the extent of Iran's footprint during a wide-ranging interview earlier this month. He said the brothers from Hezbollah and from the IRGC helped us in the battle in Najaf. Even in Seder City, 
There are Iranian consultants. Now, this is in Iraq. There was an IRGC officer called Abu Ali, who was originally from Awaz and spoke fluent Arabic, Al-Ka'abi said, on the militant group's television channel that was subsequently translated by the Middle East Media Research Institute, Memory, which is a great organization. He was with us in Najaf, and he helped us with the battle management and provided much-needed basic and important advice. We realize that if we use these capabilities and expertise in a more extensive way, we will have better results. And they go on. So that's what's going on. Iran. And I'm sure they're using some of the $150 billion that Obama worked out for them with John Kerry and the other appeasers, worse than appeasers. Uh, In Europe... I'm sure the Russians and the Chinese were all excited about it, too. So Obama has done enormous damage to this country that continues to this day, that continues to this day. My program on Levin TV this evening is focused in one place, on the Chinese military buildup, because it's continuing in space with killer satellites, cyberspace technology, EMP, destruction technology, we've been on this before anybody else, and we've stayed on this on radio and on TV. But Bill Gertz is a tremendous reporter, also at the Free Beacon. There's a report that was put out by the Pentagon. I bet you don't even know about it, and I'm going to discuss it at length on Levin TV, but I'll touch on it here. Chinese military units training with ASAT. Those are attack satellites. ASAT missiles. So to summarize, and if you want to hear more, again, you'll watch Levin TV tonight. What the Chinese have done, in addition to stealing our technology, they're building upon our technology. Barack Obama decided that we are not going to go into space with any kind of military know-how. The Chinese and the Russians are there. They've built killer satellites. These killer satellites can use different means by which to knock out our satellites. And you understand, if they knock out our satellites, that means our military is blind in combat. They knock out our satellites, that means your GPS systems don't work. They knock out our satellites, that means all kinds of communication networks in this country, military and civilian, don't work. They also have the capacity now to knock out our electrical grid, which means nothing work. Works, you don't eat, you don't move, and Mediate doesn't even function. And what's infuriating about all this is I would encourage you to go on the Mediate site, to go on friendly websites, hostile websites, and see where this is a story. It's on Free Republic, and I believe it's linked to by the Drudge Report. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You have an enemy in red China that's building a war machine that's aimed at us. You have an enemy in Russia that's building a war machine that's aimed at us. We have a president of the United States who sees it. He's trying to uh, to fund the military, which was badly eviscerated under Obama and Republicans. He's trying to set up a space force specifically to deal with this threat. So far, Congress hasn't done a damn thing about it. And meanwhile, you know what the Democrats have done? You know what they're doing? 
Well, I'll tell you what they're doing. They're very busy. The Daily Wire. House Democrats announced three additional investigations into the Trump White House. The Democrats in Congress, the liberal media, the liberal media sites that are constantly trying to destroy this president and his presidency are doing more to assist the Chinese and the Russians and the North Koreans and the Iranians and doing more damage to this country at a time when the commander-in-chief needs to be focused on these things. On Wednesday, House Democrats announced plans to push forward with three new investigations into the Trump White House, adding to a litany of ongoing probes, writes Emily Zanotti, that began the first day Democrats took control of the House of Representatives. Although the House is already pursuing investigations into the Trump White House, pursuant to Democrats' primary grievances, that the president had inappropriate involvement with Russia during the 2016 campaign, that he's committed potential violations of the emoluments clause of the Constitution, and even that Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's Senate confirmation hearings were handled improperly. Several members of the House Democratic Caucus also feel the need, apparently, to back cleanup. Elijah Cummings, who was involved in the wedding between Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, He's requesting information about how the White House handled security clearances and background investigations, and he's demanding a full account of how key White House figures, including Jared Kushner, obtained security clearances despite contacts with foreign officials. Nothing more than harassment tactics. That's all. The Committee on Oversight and Reform is launching an in-depth investigation of the security clearance process. Hey, how about those two spies? that worked for Debbie Wasserman Schultz in the House of Representatives. Tell me, Elijah, are you going to be pursuing that? Of course not. The House Foreign Affairs Chairman, you know, this is like a, a conga line of, of morons. The House Foreign Affairs Chairman, Elliot Engel, Democrat New York, also sent a letter Wednesday inquiring whether Trump's business entanglements, quote-unquote, influences foreign policy decisions. Hey, Engel. What about Nancy Pelosi's business entanglements? What about Dianne Feinstein's business entanglements? You interested in any of that? No, of course not. And his investigation will dovetail with the larger House investigation into whether Trump's businesses violate the Emoluments Clause, which prohibits presidents from requesting special favorites from countries with business in front of the United States. Well, he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that at all. The second investigation into the emoluments clause comes in addition to a separate series of lawsuits filed against the White House by various left-leaning entities seeking similar information. Again, seek and destroy missions, looking for anything, anywhere. But not on Pelosi. Not on Feinstein. Feinstein and her husband have made a fortune off of Red China. We know nothing about the Pelosi's. Nothing. They're worth a fortune. She has a partial government shutdown. She's worth a fortune. She's taken her salary. Well, the Coast Guard doesn't get any pay, and the TSA doesn't get any pay. Lastly, perennial Trump foil Representative Adam Schiff is joining us with the is joining up with the always level-headed Representative Maxine Waters to probe the Trump family's dealings with Deutsche Bank following what they call the Trump money trail, 
We're going to work jointly, Schiff said. We think we'll be more effective doing that. Trump should fight any effort to get his personal financial information, his business information, or that of his children. Slow walk it through the courts. That Congress does have the ability to oversee government operations for the purpose of passing legislation. That's their oversight responsibility. They do not have the authority to substitute their their power for that of a, a U.S. attorney or anybody of the sort. That's why we have all kinds of due process protections, all kinds of presumptions. And what's happening here is you have these hardcore leftists, most of them from either California or New York, hardcore left-wing kooks who are trying to use their positions to punish the President of the United States. Oversight hearings, legitimate oversight hearings, I am all for them. I really am. Public policy decisions, I, you're going to investigate a bank because you think the president had dealings with them? I still insist on 10 years of Nancy Pelosi's tax returns. Media, I didn't cover that. 10 years of the Pelosi tax returns. 10 years of the Maxine Waters tax returns. That's always been a question about her and her husband and how they made their money. 10 years of all members of Congress, just so we can be equal of all their tax returns. And by the way, their children too. As well as their bank records. I think what's fair is fair. I mean, after all, folks, all the legislation comes through Congress. All the appropriation bills comes through Congress. You ever wonder why they do sometimes what they do? By the way, a friendly reminder. Everybody in this audience, I'm talking to you, a Levinite, a loyal Levinite. I want you to download download the Mark Levin Show podcast so you can listen to it anytime. I'm not saying you have to listen to it now or tomorrow or the next day. But I want you to have it in your system. It's free. It costs absolutely nothing. And we've made it easy for you to download the Mark Levin Show podcast on all your favorite platforms. You can use iTunes, Google Music. You can use Apple, any other podcast reader. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you say, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I want to help all of you to do it. Just go to marklevinshow.com. That's our main show website. It's been there forever. It's a great website. marklevinshow.com. Go to the search space and enter keyword podcast. It's in the upper left corner of the page. Excuse me, upper right corner of the page. Enter the keyword podcast. It's up there in the upper right corner of the page. And you'll get all the information you need. It takes just minutes to take care of this. It's very easy to download. You can download it on many, many uh, uh, platforms. As some of you folks who aren't used to doing this, I bet you'll find this very, very easy to do. But I want all Levinites to have access to the podcast. All right? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Well, what would the uh, program be like without listening to the lunatic left, many of whom are in Congress, and the lunatic in the media? Hakeem Jeffries Monday, just as a reminder, 
Trump is the Grand Wizard of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Cut six, go! Obviously, these are challenging times in the United States of America. We have a hater in the White House. The birther in chief. Uh, the Grand Wizard of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, one of the things that we've learned is that while Jim Crow may be dead, he's still got some nieces and nephews that are alive and well. Mm-hmm. Then Chris Cuomo on CNN with this same fella last night. Cut seven, go. I'm not chasing after you to get you to say, I'm sorry I said it. I know that's what's been going on in the media. I've been watching it here and elsewhere. I'm not doing that. No, he's not doing that. That's perfectly fine. No problem. I agree with you. I'm not chasing you down. I've been watching the media. I'm not chasing you down. means he's watching Fox. He can't help it. He'd rather be on Fox because they actually have ratings. Look, uh, I'm not chasing you down to tell you to step back from that. We all know the president is the the, uh, grand wizard of the KKK. We've been saying it here at CNN constantly. In fact, Tommy Christopher over at Media, it's going to start counting the amount of times over the last two years we've done this. Go ahead. What you just laid out, why don't you just own it and say, yeah, I said it. I don't think he's a card carrying member of the KKK. But when you look like me and have my experience and you know my constituents. Boy, you- now he's putting words in the guy's mouth. Go ahead. I, I say it and I'm not backing off it. Why back off at all? Uh, well, I think I've been very clear that. I have no regrets about making the analogy that I made because I think that we need to be able to have a candid discussion about race. Not having a candid discussion. You're making slanderous comments about the president of the United States. It's not a discussion at all. It's a disgrace. And Chris Cuomo is a moron, and he's a disgrace. And Chris Cuomo uses people like Hakeem Jeffries or anybody else he can find to promote his hate agenda and the hate agenda of his brother who has never seen an abortion that he's opposed. Late term, a minute before birth, doesn't matter to the Cuomo family. No, 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 no. They're for liberty and justice for all. I'll be right back. Levin was a kid. His teachers didn't like his snide sense of humor. Today, they still don't like it. Call Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. Actually, most of my teachers actually liked me. Maybe the couple didn't. I was a pretty well-behaved kid, except for a couple of classes. Today, they would have sent me off, you know, to Rikers or something. Leavenworth. Only a couple of classes. Most of the time, I really was well-behaved. I'll tell you what. I was kind of a C student, maybe B-minus student. Then when I found out in high school, I think it was in ninth grade. Yeah, we had, I think it was ninth, maybe tenth. That if you got straight A's, Mr. Producer, you could skip 12th grade. That's all I needed to hear because I wanted to get the hell out of high school. So I got straight A's, and then I got straight A's again. And then I got out of high school. I went to Temple University, for anybody who cares. Then I said, I don't want to be here either. There are things I want to do. And I don't want to sit here and listen to these professors. But I did. 
And so what I did is I accelerated. That is, I took heavy case uh, class loads. So I got out of college in three years. So that's two years. Then, when I was in law school, I tried to do the same thing, and the dean called me in. Nice guy. He said, no, you got to be here three years. I said, but I want to take extra courses. I want to leave in two years. He said, no, we don't do that here. So I was there for three years. Always in a hurry to get out of school. But for all you school-age, particularly college-age listeners out there, that's how you can do it. Excel beyond anybody's expectations, in my opinion. Now that Congress, check that, now that the House is under new leadership, it already seems to be on a mission to thwart our freedom, yours and mine. But too many representatives don't understand how to preserve liberty. And of course, some, especially so-called progressives, actually seek to diminish it. I'm not expecting these progressives to learn these things, which is why you and I must. Our founding fathers counted on we, the people, to hold our government in check. And being able to do that means understanding the proper role of Congress. That's why for a limited time, my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought their powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress back absolutely for free to equip you to know what we should expect of our Congress. Hillsdale is on a mission to restore liberty in our great country. And you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time. Sign up today for this critical course at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Learn how Congress used to work, why it doesn't work anymore. At levinforhillsdale.com, that's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. What a great, great college. By the way, one of the reasons the house doesn't work is because we have a speaker who is in many ways fascistic in the way that she conducts herself. No, there will not be a State of the Union address. No, we will not fund the wall. Yes, we will have 25 different committees investigating the president, his children, his businesses, and all. Hey, hey. Why do you call her that? I didn't call her Hitler. That's what you guys call our president. What's the problem? Tommy Christopher. We just saw a photo of Tommy Christopher. Do you see his photo, Mr. Producer? Complete dork. Now, I don't have anything against dorks, per se. But he's an absolute, you know, he's a poster boy of dorks. You folks can Google that yourself and take a look. Let us go to Joe. Oops, it just dropped out. Las Vegas, Nevada. Sirius Satellite. How are you, Joe? There, it's back. Joe, you're on. Go. How about by yourself? You got to get off the speaker. Talk right into the mouthpiece. All right. So, how's that? Very good. Go ahead. All right. Well, I heard you... um asking about the president to call a national emergency to uh, build the border wall and fund it. And I know you're a big advocate for personal property rights, so I want to get your opinion on if they did call eminent domain in the court system and what kind of rights those property owners would have. Now, you know eminent domain's in the Constitution, right? 
Yes. Now, why is it in the Constitution? Is it to build? Or if it's, hold on. Is it to build retail malls? No. Is it to give one person's land to another person? Nope. It's for reasons like this, national security, public health. It's not to be handled in a willy-nilly manner, which is what many governments do. So if we have a border that is porous and we need to put up obstacles on that border, what do you think we have to do? I agree with you. I think I think it needs to be built, and I was just wondering of those people. Those people should did. get fair market value for their property. No more, no less. Do you think the government would offer that? I think this president would. See, the Kilo case, I guess, is what you're referring to. That had nothing to do with any of this. The, the town decided that it wanted to push these, these people, unfortunately, out of their homes. Uh, we filed an amicus brief against this, a Landmark Legal Foundation, uh, out of their homes in order to build uh, uh, a mall or whatever it was. My memory uh, doesn't serve me perfectly here. Uh, that is giving somebody else's private property to another. And they were arguing essentially that, but look, it'll increase taxes. Now, you can imagine how outrageous that is. So uh, this would be totally different. This isn't to, uh, to build retail malls. It's not for a tax basis. It's for a national security basis, immigration basis. Anybody who owns or buys land right on the border has to assume over the last multiple decades it's been talked about that that's the sort of thing that's going to happen. How else can I help you, sir? Uh, I, I think that How do you think we have military bases? How do you think we have missile sites? This is true, because I, I was actually watching the show called Yellowstone, and it kind of brought that up about a developer who wanted to claim eminent domain and build a large development on a ranch. And Yeah, I, I reject all of that 100% completely, because that obviously goes against what the uh, framers intended, and what the states intended. We're not talking about redistributing wealth here and stealing somebody's property. And they already get the value of the property. And that's one of the reasons there's, you know, there's a cost in addition to labor, in addition to material. The cost is acquiring the property and paying people the fair value. Thank you for your call. Let us go to Dan, Traverse City, Michigan, the great WTCM. Go. Uh, Hey, Mark. How you doing? Okay. Um Thank you. Okay, hey, what I'm, what I'm going to say, I've heard nobody say this. Well, 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 let's see if nobody has said it. Well, I've heard, well, I mean, you might have, but I have heard of nobody, you know, on our side, the Trump side, if you will. And I'm hoping you take the mantle because when we hear talk about Trump declaring a national emergency, no one has ever made the point that he could and should keep the government shut down and declare a national emergency if that's what he wants to do. Because we want to win. And if we keep it shut down, Mark, they're going to cave over the Fed. I, I know, but if uh, let's follow the logic. I don't have a problem with what you're saying. But if the president declares a national emergency and is, and is pursuing the funding of the wall, why would you keep the, re- the, the Coast Guard and the TSA and all the rest of them shut down? I'm not following. Be- because... If we, if, if we can, because uh, at that point, it's between the president and the courts. Okay, I, 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 correct. But here's, right, here's my point, though. 
We don't want to take it out of our hands because we want to win. And if some liberal judge shuts us down the court. I, I, I know, but by the time you get to a circuit court and the Supreme Court, what are you going to do, shut down the government for 18 months? Well, okay, then I guess I missed the, you missed the follow point. Mark, Schumer and Pelosi are only talking about the federal workers laid off. They're panicking. It's their voters. They're going to cave. Look, I'm well aware of this. Everybody's well aware of it in this audience. We're not stupid. We know what's going on here. What I'm saying to you, though, is something that I I don't understand. If the president decides on his own he's going to fund this, he's going to trigger the National Emergencies Act of 1976. And now he goes ahead, he's going forward with it, he's immediately sued, and it has to go into the courts. You're saying while this is litigated, that part of the government should continue not to have resources. Okay, can I rephrase it then? Go ahead. Forget about, for, okay, then, then forget about declaring because we don't want to put it in the court's hands. Make Pelosi cave in a couple weeks because those federal workers. She's not going to cave in a couple weeks. Uh, well, they, she, they, all you hear, she, she would, doesn't care about the federal workers. She pretends to care about the federal workers. 800,000 people called her office because, you know. But they don't call her office. They blame the Republicans because the uh, union. Mr. Producer, do we ever get that guy? What's his name? Jimmy Hoffa, Jr. Do we try to get this guy on my show? They never got back to us. Mr. Tough Guy. Because he's busy doing protests, you know, in front of the White House and McConnell's office and so forth. So they don't operate that way, uh, Dan. Yeah. I, you know, you see my fear. I just don't want to put it in the liberal I have the yeah. same fear, but I'm not sure how the president can deal with it. He can't control the courts. He can't control every dime the government spends. He can't control Congress. But he's taking it to them if he, if he triggers the uh, National Emergency Act. The one thing we cannot abide, we cannot abide is if they give amnesty. And I believe the president is being advised by some to go ahead with it. Take your hits from conservatives. The Trump supporters will continue to support him. Will you? Uh, 100% I'll support him. I just don't want, you know. Even if he gives amnesty. Well, well, no. You're, You're calling me as Mr. Tough Guy, and you're saying, even if he triggers the National Emergency Act, you must not open this part of the government. And you just told me even if he gives amnesty, you'll support it? No, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I, I would not support that. But I do think that Pelosi and Schumer will cave in a few weeks. I think okay, that's a separate issue. We had that discussion. I'm asking you a different question. If the president offers amnesty to a million, 1.2 million, 1.8 million, are you going to support it or not? Um. You know, the ones, if we can secure the border, the people in the All right, thanks for your call. See, this is the problem. This is the problem. He's not serious about it at all. Look, if the president triggers the National Emergencies Act to secure the border, he's got to, he can't give in to Pelosi still. Okay. If the president gives amnesty, he's given in to Pelosi. Right, Mr. Producer? That's what they want. And he's fumbling around, the gentleman. Nothing personal. This is a problem I always have. Are we going to stick to our guns and stick to our principles or not? I think the vast majority of you would say, all right, Mr. President, no. No. That's a bridge too far. We support you. We support you in all your efforts. But you ran against amnesty. It's more than your, read my lips, no new taxes, This was said once by George H.W. Bush. No amnesty? 
was said over, 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 over again. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. So, uh, Mr. Producer is taking a look at the comments on media under me. Told you, boys, I'm a Doberman. And we're not perfect, ladies and gentlemen, on my social sites on Facebook. But if we have people that make outrageous comments, we try to ban them. I don't have a big enough staff to do it. I have Mr. Producer. That's who I have. And he does these sort of things when he can. But this is a media site, media site. It's not a social site. And they allow comments like this. Funny how this bald Jew is the loudmouth for white supremacists. Mediaite doesn't even police its comments under Tommy Christopher. This is the kind of business that Dan Abrams runs. This is the kind of news site that Dan Abrams runs. As I said, I can't speak for other news sites. I can speak for my social sites. We can't remove things from Twitter. We can remove things from Facebook. If somebody ever said anything like that about somebody else, and it's brought to our attention, of course, we'd get rid of it. We try to look them over. As I say, I don't have a big staff, but I'm not a news site. This is a news site, mediaite. Funny how this bald Jew is the loudmouth for white supremacists. It's right there on mediaite. Under Tommy Christopher's posting. That's good, right? They get hits. Hits, that's good. That's how they do their commercials. They get hits. Shame on them. Allowing anti-Semites and bigots comment on their site, but typical of these liberal sites, quite frankly. Now, I don't know about you, but watching the news and fighting the onslaught of fake news, it's exhausting. It takes up a lot of mental and physical energy. You need to stay sharp. It starts by eating right. If getting healthier was one of your resolutions, I have an easy, effective way, and it only takes a minute, a minute out of your day, Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. This beats anything else you're trying. And this beats trying to eat enough fruits and vegetables by a mile. Field of Greens is a real superfood, not like the fake health powders made up of extracts. This is real food, and the difference can be seen right on the bottle, right on the label. It has a nutrition facts panel, not supplement facts. And you'll see all the references to organic fruits and vegetables. I'm getting hungry just thinking about this. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. One scoop of this daily will power you with clean, real energy that fuels a healthier and happier lifestyle. And you'll feel it that day. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, one word, BrickHouseLevin.com, and take advantage of a limited-time offer. 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. Everybody should know how to spell LEVIN now in this audience, L-E-V-I-N. Again, that's BrickHouseLevin.com. Promo code Levin, BrickHouseLevin.com, promo code Levin. You're tired, 
exhausted, somebody in your family is, try this out. And it's only the the finest types of uh, vegetables and fruits, the real stuff, organic stuff, not a bunch of fake chemicals. So I think you'll enjoy it. All right, let's take a call, shall we? I think I shall. George, Williamsburg, Virginia, Sirius Satellite, go. Mark, the $5 billion that uh, Trump is talking about for a wall, if we declare an emergency, why just go for the $5 billion? If you declare an emergency, then go for the whole thing, because I think the uh, total amount was something like $20 billion, right? Contemplated I, I would definitely period. do a hell of a lot more than $5.7 billion. Now, his problem's going to be is he has to make sure he has money somewhere to get it. There is some. But I agree with you. If you can go up to 10, 15, 20, do it. Go as max as you can. Because you're going right, to take right, the right, same right. amount of crap politically from the media or the courts that you would take if you did $1 billion. Have, have they discussed that? I, I haven't heard anybody discuss that. Hey, if we did. Well, I said it right away. I said it in the uh, first hour. Go big. Okay, I didn't say all the wall, just as much as you possibly can. Sir, you're right, though, and I'm glad we finished on this, to reiterate it. I want to thank you very much for your calls. It was very important. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. And I'll be right here tomorrow. Hope you'll join us. Take care.